Welcome to this special episode of the Lounge with Travify Academy, where we get to hear from travel industry voices and experts to learn more about their story and what they see on the horizon for travel professionals. In this episode, we chat with Randy Goodrich, travel advisor and co-owner of Passport Online. This episode is a bit unique because we actually recorded in person at the CLIA Cruise 360 conference in Hollywood, Florida. So please excuse any background noise during the conversation. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, we're here live at Cruise 360 in Hollywood, Florida, with Randy Goodrich, who's in a, a travel advisor, but also co-owner of Passport Online. So thank you for being our first uh, mobile podcast interviewee. My pleasure. <laughs> we're excited to be here. And first, can we just get started by uh, you sharing a little bit more about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Uh, how did I get into it? Well, I was, I was living in Alaska and... Uh, doing well and my sister came up to visit me and never left and so we had to find something for her to do and we'd always kind of played travel agent games when we were kids so we bought a tra small travel agency and that eventually took over my life and uh, we became a large large travel agency mostly corporate travel up in Alaska with the oil companies and all that uh, eventually sold that and uh, moved back to Portland Oregon where I grew up and my family was and uh, started another travel agency and then I eventually sold that and started Passport Online. And the concept behind Passport Online grew out of those travel agencies. Back then in the, in the early 90s, late 80s and early 90s, there wasn't a lot of technology. Uh, so uh, we'd have the cruise lines, for example, uh, fax us all their specials. And I remember Princess was the worst. I mean, they had, they had a different special for like, not only every state, but California, if you're northern or southern, so you'd get these you know, 100 pages of faxes, and it's like, okay, well, great, what do we do with this? Because you need that information when you need it. Otherwise, it needs to be stored somewhere where you can find it. So we started thinking about uh, setting up a database and putting those specials in there uh, by supplier or by destination so our agents could easily find that information. And that eventually, I had a friend who knew something about technology, uh, and we started Passport Online, uh, so that we could automate that and share that with other travel agencies. So it's kind of rudimentary at first. Uh, I won't go into the, all the weird technology, but by 2000, one of the issues was trying to download that information. Um, the agencies worked with the GDS, and back then the contract with the GDSs said you can't use us, use our systems to go outside of our network. So you couldn't go just surf the net. Uh, and download things like that. Congress actually passed a bill in the end of around 2000, 1999, I think, and said that they can't do that. So that gave agents an access to the internet. So now we could set up a program that was internet-based instead of just hard-based. And that's really when Passport Online became very popular. Uh, the other thing is when I had an agency, I was American Express uh, representative agency. So I understood the power of a consortia and so rather than me go call on, you know, 20 or 30,000 travel agents around the country, I went after the consortia and then worked through them to get to the members. So we work today, Passport works with virtually every consortia. Uh, some of them use all of our programs, some use just some that they need. Um, but that's, that's a lot easier than calling on thousands of agents, let me tell you. I did roam the country quite a bit, uh, calling on some of the larger agencies and whatnot. But... But anyway, so it's, it's expanded into, uh, you know, 
we use it with Travelfy. That's where the if you're using Travelfy and and you have a, you're putting together an itinerary and it's for say a Regent cruise, uh, it's so nice because you go in and say Regent what ship it is and the date and it pops right up just like magic and that's all coming out of our central database so we're like a kind of like a a distributor a wholesale distributor uh, the, the different suppliers are putting the information into our system through various means and then we have it all available for the travel or abc travel or whoever it is wants to display specific content on their website and they want it to be accurate and up to date they just get it through a through our system and it's nice so we've got uh, different programs one is uh, the, the first one was called vacation port which, which is really just our database and that's what you guys use and then the second one is next site which is a website program so we were asked by one of the largest consortia to build a website that they could offer to their members and so we built next site which is a real simple way to have a very professional website uh, with all of our content connected to it. So basically I have an X-Site for my little one-man agency and I only thing I do to it is I might feature a group that I have or something, but otherwise all the rest of the stuff in there is provided through Passport and I know it's up to date. So I can be here with you, somebody can be looking at my website and I'm not worrying about whether it's up to date or not. It is. Uh, so that's really nice. We have a next site that's for host agencies, so they can offer a real discounted uh, website to their members. Um, and then we have um, Tandem, which is a cruise booking engine. Uh, it's also called Cruise Pro. Uh, Travel Leaders uses it, calls it, uh, branded it Cruise Pro. Uh, so that's been pr pretty popular. Um, and then now with feeds, we're doing different kinds of feeds. Like with you people, we're moving from just a, a big data feed to the, what we call content API, and we just had a press release on that last week. And that's that's really the latest latest technology and how to distribute information real live time. So if uh, you might go in into the system, look for a special, maybe the Regent one, and somewhere between now and the next time you go in, Regent updates it and changes something on it that will be updated. As soon as you click the button to, to pull that up, it's going to pull that second, that data. So it's a pretty cool system. Yeah, that's super awesome. And at Travify, if you're a Travify user listening to this, you'll know when you look up those cruises, that's where it's coming from. And it's yeah. awesome. It's really fun to just be able to go quickly, go in there, grab all the information, the content, and really easy. But I want to ask you, though, what was it like building a technology company in the 90s before the big boom of the web? Well, I'm, first of all, I'm not a technology guy. I just, I'm an idea guy. I come up with ideas and then I need to find somebody who knows how to do it. So we had a, we had a pretty good uh, engineering guy that, that really helped us through that. The big challenge is when we went from just a kind of a regular just database program uh, that sat on, you had to download the program onto computers and all that, and we converted to the internet. That was a big, and now the big thing that's happening is converting to the cloud. Uh, so there's all these new technologies come out, so you have to keep track of that. But that's not me. I just, I just, I'm the one that says, that looks like a good idea. Can we do that? And if yes, let's go do it. If, you know, if we have the resources. So, uh, so there's you know, two parts there. One is coming up with the ideas and understanding what the latest technology is. And then secondly, implementing it. <laughs> and be able to do that. And, uh, 
So that's what we've done for 25 years. So. Yeah, so you said that you were traveling a lot around the country. Would you go into other agencies, help them get it yeah. loaded and show them how to use it? Yeah, do a lot of training. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's everything, at first everything's foreign, you know. So people will shy away from it a little bit, thinking they're going to break it or whatever. Uh, the more adventurous people will jump right in. They're, they're comfortable with technology. It's really, you can't break it. I mean, it's... We hardly have any issues like that, so uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I I use it personally, and I use it a lot with Travelfy uh, because it's just so easy to build the itinerary and have all the information in there that's supplied by Passport. But the you know the deck plans, the of course the pricing, the pictures, and all that, and that's what really sells travel because people then can picture themselves on that beautiful ship or in that beautiful location. Yeah, no, it's really cool, and it's it's just so amazing what it's become. And one last technology question it, with the ideas is that you've been tracking what the travel industry has been doing in the technology space. Is there a certain time that you saw a lot of things popping up? Because when Travify started, it was uh, 2012, but 2015 was really when this product that you see is was available, and there were, um, we started to see other technology companies coming up. Mm-hmm. Was there a point where you're like, wow, there's a lot of technology now in the travel industry, or do you think there's still so far to go well I still think there's a long, long way to go but um, like one of the things we want to do is really get more destinations we've got some in there like Spain and some others because what we found tracking the uh, tracking the history of searches is primarily people will search on destination so uh, and if they want more information we have some information in there on each every destination but it's not a lot and so like with Spain, now we have all these images, we have the different regions of Spain highlighted, so people can go in there, and then what we can do is tie the deals together with the destination. So if they go in and look at a destination, say Spain, and then they say, yeah, this is where we want to go, now now what, what are the products, how can we do that? Should we take a cruise, should we take a tour? Well, those products of all the suppliers in our system uh, who offer a product for Spain, they'll be able to link right to that. So they'll just go over and click and say, here's the de- today's deals. Uh, and vice versa, if they're in looking at deals that are for Spain, there will be an ability to click right over and look at more information about Spain. So the two are so closely related, and we just have to hook them together. So that's one of my one of the reasons I came back and to Passport. I had retired for a few years. I uh, came back because I, I think that's our next areas really get the destinations involved um, actually we have a few of them in there and it's been very successful until the pandemic hit <laughs> but um, you know, speaking of the pandemic too we were I was pretty surprised that well we kept most of the business we had now you know the activity level came down because people just weren't shopping but the agency stuck with us consortia stuck with us suppliers for the most part stuck with us you know um, but it's we have the same people we had before the pandemic for the most part so i was pleased by that yeah that is really cool that's one thing that we were talking about a lot that just watching the suppliers that were always there a lot of people found which suppliers are going to be with them in the end because they were with them during this horrible time and what do you see so far i mean we're at cruise 360 so for the cruise industry really really took a hit and it still is building itself back up and what are you seeing so far what do you think the future is going to start looking like for cruises well (laughs) it uh changes daily almost um i but i think like with my client i have a very high-end clientele and there's some of them that are adventurers and 
you know, they're they're concerned about the pandemic, uh, but it's not going to stop them. So I have people traveling in August, and uh, I have quite a few couples traveling in September and October. Uh, but then I have a whole other segment of clients who just said, we're waiting until maybe 23 before we travel. We just want it to be done and over with for sure, you know, mm-hmm. locked away and never coming back. So it's, it's a men- mental deal and how people feel about it. Yeah. But now I have some, be- some people going to go, go on a golf trip to Ireland in, a, in two weeks. And they're all good except one guy. One guy is like, oh, I don't think we should go. I don't think we should go. And so, but I just got an email from him yesterday. I said, okay, we're just going to depend on the CDC and they'll tell us whether we can go or not. I said, whatever. It'd be the third time I've rebooked it if they change. Yeah. And that's been, you know, the tough thing for the agent system. I mean, it's been tough on everybody. But agents, uh, you know, you only get paid your commission uh, typically after travel has taken place. And then, um, so now you book, you book something back in, in 2020 or 2019. Then you had to cancel it, which takes a little bit of work and keep track of the monies. Then you had to rebook it again. And then you had to cancel. And then you rebook again. Well, you've done, it's not only three times. It's probably more like four, four times as much work on the same reservation. And you still haven't made a penny. Uh, so it's, the industry got slaughtered that way. And, you know, the suppliers have, have a lot of resources and whatnot, whereas most agents don't have that kind of resource. So, mm-hmm. Really hard. When it all happened, did you have a lot of trips for planned for 2020 for clients? That oh, yeah. you had to, I had groups, I had yeah. two or three groups and, and uh, all that stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's, and working, I do a lot of stuff in Europe, and working with the European operators over there sometimes can be challenging. And like this, uh, we had a real high-end hotel in uh in bone france and they keep every time we cancel they charge me a fee for it i mean like 1200 bucks or something so i'm into that now 2400 or maybe three thousand dollars that somehow i have to price that into the next package uh if we put another one together but it's just just a weird time mm-hmm. yeah but I think, I think the industry will come back. I think people want to travel. I think that uh, probably people that are fairly smart and astute are going to use travel advisors more than they ever did because, uh, you know, I, I've had clients call me up and say, so how do I get my credit from the airline and all that other stuff? I said, I've got it. I've got it. Everything's documented. It's in your folder. Don't worry about it. And changing the insurance policies, you know, because you just keep moving them forward all the time. It's a lot of work, and you don't get paid anything, but, but your clients are, appreciate it, and, and you need to sell yourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a crazy time, and it might happen again, so make sure you work with a good, good travel advisor. Yep, exactly. That is the number one thing. Even when we thought it would only last a couple of weeks, we still were like, see the value of a travel agent. Here it is. You can mm-hmm. tell it's so important. And I think so too. It's definitely, I mean, this is our first conference that we've gotten to come back to, which yeah, is very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it is so exciting. So hopefully it stays in this direction. But um, a couple things though that we always like to do is some fun questions. And I would love to hear, since we are at Cruise Through 60, what is your favorite cruise? Or what's the best cruise you've ever been on? Your favorite one? Well, the best one I was on uh, Regent. And this is way back when. Uh, And we were doing a lot of work with Regent. And 
without my knowledge, he upgraded me to a big suite. And that's, and that's, uh, that was a big surprise. I mean, we were with the big boys and sitting at the captain's table and had a butler in the room and had a big cocktail party there. I mean, that was, so I got to see that side of it. So I can, it, what nice thing is, as agents uh, do go out there and, and get on products like that, they can, they can sell a lot easier. I actually worked uh, for about five years for Scenic. And when they came into the United States, a good friend of mine uh, was the guy that they hired to, to run the operation in the U.S. Uh, and get travel agents involved. Because it's a, it's a very uh, up, upscale cruise line uh, that's got special features. And you've got to get out there and tell the agents why that's important. Well, but because I've been on most of the cruises, I've sold it for worked with them I sell it like hotcakes I mean I have to be one of their top individual agents selling scenic uh, so uh, being on ships and the special ships and special uh, uh, you know packages and especially destinations I mean I've been on so many cruises on the Danube and stuff I I can tell you where every restaurant is and and so it's it makes it so much easier to sell a package to somebody with confidence and they're confident knowing that you've been there and and so anytime uh, an agent can take that, uh, now some agents just go and travel all the time for fun, which is okay, I guess, but I, uh, I can't because I have, to, I have too much work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Although with the internet today, you can work anywhere pretty much, but not as well as in your own little office. But Yeah, doing that. Well, and there's a lot of the ship inspections here too. Mm -hmm. So is that really helpful for agents oh, to yeah. do that? I mean, that? it's helpful because, you know, you can see the different cabin configurations. You can see where some of the uh, public areas are that might be important to people. You can see the value. Uh, another trip I took, it was, and it was a conference uh, that was on Norwegian uh, out to Bermuda. And uh, it has like 3,800 people on board. And I said, and the, and the company, I was with Scenic then, the company paid for my, just a regular cabin. And I paid, uh, I don't know, a couple thousand bucks to upgrade to the Haven. And the Haven is truly a haven. Because <laughs> you have to have a special key to get into this place. There's only, I think, 180 people or something there, 90 rooms. But it's got its own restaurant, its own bar, its own pool. And you get away from the other 3,000-some people that, that are just all over the place. So I could I can sell that pretty easily to client and why they should spend the extra money. Yeah, like you need to upgrade. That yeah, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> yes, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and that's a great way, too, for a lot of agents who are new to... Would you say it's really easy if you are a newer agent trying to get into the cruise um, area to just come to these conferences? Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I used to do some, you know, presentations, conferences like this, you know, my byline was always, if you want to be a good agent, it's all about knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Because that's, your customer wants to be confident that you know what you're talking about. That you're not just going to, you're going to book them in some dump hotel. Or, and today the technology is so nice you can just zoom right in and almost see the hotel. And there's all these virtual displays that you can do. But, uh, but really knowledge is, is the key. Now, like here, I mean, where we are, we're in, we're in Hollywood, Florida. Now, I'll tell you, a lot of people don't know that there is a Hollywood, Florida, yeah. and uh, where it is, uh, and why, why would you want your client to stay here as opposed to Miami Beach or Fort Lauderdale? What are the differences? Well, you've got to be here to kind of understand that this is a little more quiet and, 
and reserved than especially Miami Beach. <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing. I actually am one of those people. I did not know there was a Hollywood, Florida before this. And um, I have to say, though, it is a lot. It's a little more quieter, but I am really shocked by how clear the water is here. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so clear. I just wasn't. I was, was expecting right more. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting more just craziness. You and, weren't here the other night, though, when we had the the. Like a monsoon come in. Oh, was there? Oh. I was wondering. Yeah, I was checking the forecast. So. Yeah, it just came in and just. You couldn't. You couldn't even see the water. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, so and, you do get that part of it sometimes. And then Hollywood, <laughs> the actual little town of Hollywood, which is inland from here, is really cute. They've, they've got a main street that's just nothing but bars and restaurants, all very small, boutiquey. There was a conference here a long time ago. I can't remember which one it was, but they actually kind of reserved the downtown area. Uh, I guess the locals could get in there, but they gave us all uh, passes for food tickets and drink tickets and stuff. And so you could go from one place to another. It was really a fun deal. That's cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, I love that. Well, I just want to say thanks again for joining us on this mobile podcast setup at a conference. Yeah, pretty we cool. are here in person, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will put all of your information on our article. So where can uh, people find Passport Online? PassportOnline.com? PassportOnlineInc.com. Inc.com. There you go. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode of the Lounge with Travify Academy. And thanks again to our special guest, Rick, for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of the latest episodes. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and join us again. But for now, stay safe and we'll catch you on the next flight.